the gloves are about to come off. It is time to drop your butt. <laughs> Welcome back to Drop Your Buffs. I'm Sean Ross. And I'm Ricard Foyer. What was the funny text that you got? I can't, tell me. I can't tell you. Oh, God. It's inappropriate. This is why you shouldn't be allowed to wear your Apple Watch when we record. Okay, that's getting cut. <clears throat> no, that's funny. It's not. <laughs> we are here to recap week nine of Australian Survivor Blood vs. Water. We are in... The second to last week, I understand that next week is grand finale week, but I have no idea <laughs> when it's airing. I believe there will be an episode Sunday and Monday, but we're also hearing it's like probably going to be a final three. They have five people left. They could do it Sunday, but that would only leave them at 23 episodes, and we know they love 24 episodes. So it doesn't really matter, but all that to say this is the second to last week, and we lost a couple big names, one really big name and one Juicy Dave. <laughs> Ricard, what did you think of the week? It was okay. Yeah. I mean, it was exciting. It was yeah. all right. I thought there was some good stuff going on here. Like I thought that especially Jordy getting voted out, I did not see coming because I really thought that after Sam went home, Jordy was the second most clear winner that we had left in the game. So that sort of surprised me. And I think that Mark is the last person standing who has a clear winner edit. Although I think that you could argue for almost everybody that they have some kind of a winner edit, whether it's a good edit or a bad edit, they, I think you could find a winner edit for any of these people. So it's kind of exciting to go into the final week having Jordy out of the game and being able to just see Survivor play out. I mean, first of all, thank God Jordy's out. I, I just can't imagine going into a final five with three people that were voted out being in the final five. I would just think mm -hmm. that's a really shitty execution of a twist. Like, that's not the way it should be. I get getting a second chance, but that would be just absolutely absurd. And I know that even if Jordy was in the game, that could mean a different person from that three was out. But realistically, it would likely be a bigger threat, such as a Mark, just such as a Josh out. So I I just, I'm glad at least one of them is out. This is good. Um, but oh my gosh, I just, it's so weird to me how many people from... Per, what is it called? Purgatory? Perjury. From Purgatory in the freaking final five. It's so frustrating. <laughs> well, that's that was going to happen when you bring back three people. I mean, I'm kind of glad that they didn't go one after another because then it would be like we let, we wasted six rounds. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah or yeah, yeah. seven, actually, because we had Michelle, but at least she went home in the end. But so, you know, it's hard. I Mark's edit. I feel like throughout this podcast, we've been saying like Sam is the clear winner edit of the two of them. She's the one who's clearly going to make it further based on the edit. If we would just to restart our thoughts on Mark from the very beginning and cut Sam out completely, do you think that Sam was just um, clouding? What, what's the phrase here? Overshadowing 
mm. Mark, but Mark's edit was actually good from the beginning. Hers was just better. I do think that Mark has had a more consistent edit because we had Sam a little bit in the shadows for the first few weeks, I think, in that original Blood tribe. And then she really emerged after the tribe swap, I think, where Mark didn't join the new blue tribe that she was on. I think that her relationship with Jesse really blossomed in those days, at least on the show. And mm -hmm. then post-merge, it became a little chaotic, the edit for Sam, where Mark has stayed relatively consistent. We saw him make good relations on the good... We saw him make good relations on the original water tribe. And then we saw him sort of come together with this original majority men's alliance on the new red tribe and then kind of stay more or less consistent if under the radar to a certain extent post-merge and under the radar because Sam had so much going on, I think. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I could see that if Mark wins, if you look back, he may have played a very, very consistent, if safe at times game. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm thinking, I'm just thinking about his relationship with Nina. He made a really great decision. I think we both agreed on that, not going with Sam at the merge or uh, at that uh, tribe swap. Yeah. I, you, go Marky Mark. Yeah. I hope he wins. I hope he wins. I think I'll be pretty happy with almost anybody winning at this point. Yeah. Because I think that they've all done something to be there. Maybe Shay is the least deserving in my mind. But if she can make it to the final three and make a good case for herself, I, I would be happy to see her win. I mean, we've talked in the past about how Shay has had some interesting moments. And I think like just post-merge, I was talking about Shay as a potential winner. So... Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'll be happy with pretty much anybody. And it'll be really interesting to see Mark's journey to the end if he gets there, because it seems a little dicey at this point. Yeah. Okay, well, spill the juice. Yeah, let's spill the juice. We're going to get into episode 21, where... The tribe is returning to camp after Sam's exit and Mark is sort of beating himself up and he feels responsible for Sam going home because, of course, he didn't play either of his two idols for her. And Josh tells Mark that he wanted them to play the idol to get rid of it, despite the fact that he actually voted for Sam um, because he just thought, look, you, you need your threat level is really high as a couple. I'm working with you. It's making all of us a target, I think is what he was getting at. And just to be able to flush an idol or get Sam out would have been helpful. I wish that it was the idol and not Sam, but that's the choice that you two made. And so I think, I think Josh is doing pretty decent damage control here. I think it's good damage control, but I think it's a BS story. If he wanted Sam in the game, he could have just said, I voted for you to get rid of the idol, play your idol. Yeah, I mean, he could have had <laughs> so... a conversation with them in advance. I mean, he risks them turning on him, and he knows that they have at least one idol that they could use as ammunition to direct a vote his way. But I do think that it's a little, little too little too late, maybe. 
I mean, he could have been more upfront. When Sam asked, you know, a tribal council, well, why are you telling us to play the idol? He could say, well, because I voted for you and you will have the majority of votes to go home and it's time to get rid of that idol that's become such a target. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark has this great quote in a confessional where he says, they think Jordy's hard to deal with. He's a trained gardener. I'm a trained killer <laughs> and I'm out for revenge. I loved that. And same confessional, he has a winner quote. Yeah. Um, if I get to the end of the game, I'm going to win. Like, that's the shit the winner always gets to say. Mm-hmm. You always hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Mark has actually a, like a bit of a, not a montage, but he has a bit of a moment here. I think we see this week both Mark and Chrissy both get potential winner montages where they talk about you know the game that they've played and the threats that they are in their own ways and you know what it would mean to win that sort of thing and it felt like in this episode mark got a real hero edit talking about you know he's sacrificed sam and he have sacrificed having to like leave their child to come play this game and he's got this family back home and the money would mean so much. And so like you really got this feeling that, oh, now now we're rooting for Mark again. The amount of flash flashbacks, I don't even know if that's the right term, the amount of content from home for them, and it's essentially just showing the exact same mm-hmm. shit, just them holding, you know, little Harry up in the air and yeah. them walking with Harry. It's so unnecessary that it just must be part of a winner edit because nobody gets this you know we've we just got the coolest baby announcement ever with josh and we didn't hear shit about it this whole time but somehow i've seen harry more in this season than i saw both of the twins combined like i feel like you're right yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) um there's something else interesting before we get to the reward challenge where we see josh sort of playing both sides. And that's going to be kind of the story of the week where Josh and Jordy are having a conversation about how Mark is a threat. And Jordy seems to know that Mark has two idols. Interesting that he says this and that there's not any kind of an assumption that Sam would have been sent home with an idol in her pocket. Um, I don't know whether that's because she turned to Mark at tribal and sort of like asked what they should do because surely they know that Sam would be smart enough to not go home with an idol in her pocket, but you never know. Yeah. Um, But there's just an assumption that the second idol is still in the game, which is correct, but it sort of surprised me. Yeah. And then, then we see Josh talking to Mark and he tells him that, you know, if you, you, if you have this second idol and you use it to save someone else along the way, like himself or Chrissy, then you could have a shot of getting to the end. And Mark kind of knows that he needs to keep Josh feeling safe and aligned with him, uh, and, and but that it may not be a long-term thing, but in the short term, he, he's thinking his targets will be Jordy and Dave, who he sees, I think, as his biggest obstacle, bigger than Josh, to getting to a final three. So let's go to the reward challenge. This one's a fun one where it is an endurance challenge where they're hanging onto a rope and leaning backwards over the water. I really, really love a challenge like this. I feel like although it's not necessarily an equal shot for everybody, certainly you have 
a lot of the men with a lot of upper body strength. But and you know, like we saw KJ and Chrissy both really struggle with this one. I do really love this kind of endurance challenge where, and they've done a couple of these where everyone just kind of has a shot to hang on as long as they can. Yeah, and it's it's so simple. It's not even that high up, but I I know for me it would be scary. Just like the sensation of mm-hmm. being over water backward, like there's a scary element to it as well. And I think I saw that on Chrissy's face with how how much she hesitated when she did decide to jump in. She was just like looking back and kind of a little freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. It's an unnatural thing to just fall backwards. <laughs> but they are playing for a night at the Survivor Spa. And there's really interesting stuff going on here where we didn't see any conversation, but the girls are looking to Shay as if, you know, well, you're taking us if if you win. And I think we kind of find out Shay said, Shay said as much that, look, this is like a spa day. Let's take the girls. Everybody wants to shave their legs. Chrissy's got hair growing in places where it shouldn't be growing. And but her hair is falling out on her head. And her hair is falling out <laughs> on her head. And... <laughs> Yeah, so it would just be... I think she said at a rapid pace, rapid rate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so there's clearly something going on between the girls, and Chrissy and KJ, like I said, really struggled, and they give up in the challenge. And so we have... uh, Juicy Dave also drops out, I believe, and then we have Jordy and Josh and Shay left. Shay is looking very steady. Josh is looking... Mighty fine, if I say so myself. <laughs> it's a great position for Josh to be in with his biceps and, you know. Oh, pressing the chest. Oh, mm. Now, where where did Mark fall in this challenge? I don't remember where Mark fell in this cha- challenge, but certainly before. He was in there long enough to say my favorite quote of the entire week. Oh, please share. My, my favorite quote. Everybody's saying, oh, I want to wash my hair. And, oh, God, I want lotion. And, oh, tweezers. We can wash our bodies. And then Mark out of nowhere says, wash the blood off your hands. Right. And I died. I loved that quote. Absolutely fucking loved it because it was so just like a little dig. It was such a buzz kill. Everyone got silent. It was a little uncomfortable. I just, I loved it. And he was just kind of smirking to himself. He thinks he's hilarious. (laughs) It was so cute. Yeah, I thought it was a little dangerous, to be honest. It reminded me of when he was saying to Juicy after he flipped, like, there's going to be consequences. And Uh I was like, Mark, hold it in for one second here. You're in a (laughs) precarious position right now. But yeah, it was funny. Uh, But of course, Jordy, Shay, and Josh are left and... Jordy and Josh look to Shay to basically be like, hey, could just be us. You know, we're the last one standing. Why don't we just all take the reward? And Shay's kind of like, well, I promised the girls that I would take them. And and she says, I need to keep KJ close to the Alliance, which I thought was interesting. So it wasn't purely just like a girl's trip. She had work to do on KJ and she could have tried to work on Chrissy as well. I don't know if it would have worked, but you know, it's certainly worth the shot. Ultimately, though, she takes the deal with Jordy and Josh, and the boys drop, and Shay's in a bit of a pickle because Jonathan asks, Who are you taking with you? And she 
honors her deal to the boys, Josh and Jordy. And I think KJ is feeling burned by this. I mean, it's so uncomfortable to watch because even before she drops, KJ is saying to all the dropouts or all the people near her, if she doesn't take me, I'm done with her. Like, she's so vocal about it. Right. And to see, and like, when you think about, um, is it KJ who is talking about an all-girls alliance multiple times throughout this week? She's been bringing it up multiple times. And just to see Shay just give up an opportunity not only to continue this three-person purgatory three, but to also give up her relationship with a potential all-women's alliance. It just doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah, I really love the idea of an all-women's alliance sort of making it to the end in this season. I don't know that I see Chrissy joining in on that because Chrissy's so close to Josh, like Mm -hmm. so close that I don't know what her relationship is like with Shay. I haven't really seen any relationship between Chrissy and Shay. But the idea is certainly interesting. And I would just love to have seen Chrissy. You know, there was that reward where... Jordy, I believe, won an opportunity to see videos from home and didn't take Chrissy. And I just feel like, although she's probably not movable in the game at that point or at this point, I just want to see someone try to get her because she's a very, very worthy vote. And we know that once she's on somebody's side, she kind of sticks by their side. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's like somebody you really want in your corner, and we don't see people trying to get her enough. Yeah, and but I the thing is, I've been thinking so much about it all. So I just spoke with um, Shannon Gus a couple days ago yes. about this week, and even though I hadn't put a lot of thought into a women's alliance, and we didn't necessarily even discuss this. Um. When we were talking, but I thought about it more after the interview and I was just like, damn, like it doesn't even matter if Chrissy wants to go with the all women's alliance or not. There could be, for whatever reason, such a strong urge for Mark and Josh to just gun for each other that Chrissy doesn't even have an option in the matter. And, you know, they take each other out. And then the, you know, if one of them takes out the other, then there's only one man left. And then the two women on the other side take out Mark or Josh, whoever's remaining. It could just be that not even her choosing that Mm. path. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And I don't think that Shay gains anything by taking Jordy on this reward. Certainly Josh, to some extent, and maybe, well... Maybe Jordy being her ally and Jordy being so good at convincing people and already having been working on Josh, then maybe that benefits her. But I just feel like Shay could have taken a lot of agency into her own hands here and taken the women and just worked on them. She said she needs to keep uh, KJ by her side. And well, this is actually pushing KJ away if we're going by that logic. Now, there is a small, it's a very small detail, and maybe Shay just, like, spoke out of turn here, um, or spoke at a incorrect time. But the fact that she even says in front of Josh, loud enough for Josh to hear, like, I need to work on KJ, 
either she just uh, foot and mouth by saying that in front of Josh, or they have a way tighter relationship. Josh is already in the purgatory fold so much so that she feels comfortable saying mm-hmm. like her intentions in front of him. I like that. That stood out a lot to me. Yeah. Uh, even though it was such a small thing, like why the fuck are you saying this in front of Josh? Oh, you're already tight with Josh. So you didn't need Josh to go on this record. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But we do see at the spa, there is some bonding going on. And I think Jordy is still kind of pushing Josh. Like we really need to work on getting Mark out and he's really sticking to the idol story. So we kind of see this become a successful group of people that seem to want to work together. I think they just need to go back and make sure that KJ is still on side. Uh, But I mean, like all in all, I think this worked out for Jordy. Right. And I think we even have somebody say, was it juicy who said, you know, this was, this is Jordy. This was Jordy's move and Jordy's throwing Shay under the bus here and getting away with it. And then Jordy continuing with this Joker, God, so annoying, by now saying that he's created Two-Face because in the Batman franchise, the Joker creates Two-Face and now he has Josh who is Two-Face. And Josh still doesn't think at the spa thing that Mark has two idols. Like he talks about it as if it's an option, but he still doesn't believe it, which is just baffling. Less baffling with all the knowledge that we have of how Jordy came out and said that Jesse went home at the idol. We heard this from Sam, but it's still confusing that Jordy would stick to the story for so long and create an alliance, a side alliance with Jordy, but still not trust him fully Mm -hmm. with that story. It's one thing if you don't work with him and you don't trust him, but you're working with him. So you have to trust him in some capacity. So... I don't know. It's just like an interesting little thing with Josh. Yeah. And back at camp, we see the non-spa goers kind of rallying against Jordy, led by Juicy Dave, because of this whole thing about sort of him throwing Shay under the bus. But also Chrissy and KJ are just feeling burned. They're feeling totally burned. Chrissy, you know, the thought of Jonathan and a day spa was just, too much for her. This was a dream scenario. <laughs> Not that Jonathan was at the spa. <laughs> she may she thought he was. have misunderstood what was happening here, but <laughs> it was just the words coming out of Jonathan's mouth were too tantalizing for Chrissy, and that was ripped out of her hands by Shay. I know. I believe her quote was, I went weak in the knees for him and the day spa. (laughs) And so we get this really fun thing where at camp, everybody is team get rid of Joker. And then at the spa, everybody is team get rid of Mark with Juicy as a split. So like there are very, there are two very distinct plans going on based on who is where Mm -hmm. based on this reward. And a pissed off Chrissy, who's really hot and bothered for Jonathan. And I love seeing Chrissy go from like, oh, it's not a big deal. I'm not bothered to by the time we get to the immunity challenge, blatantly saying it was a $500,000 spa day. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Like it burned her ass every minute from the minutes (laughs) she made that decision to, I don't know, I guess it just kept going. (laughs) Yeah. I loved that. I loved that Chrissy said that at the immunity challenge and you know, that hit Shay right in the gut, you know? Oh, I'd be sick to my stomach. That's a bad thing to hear. 
Yep. And maybe that will come back to bite Shay. Maybe mm-hmm. it will. Maybe that's a real mismanagement of relationships. I don't know. Yeah. So let's talk about the immunity challenge where they're racing through an obstacle course to collect sandbags and then they're using those sandbags to, for some reason, throw in a bucket that'll lower, not to the ground, but just just until Jonathan's happy with it. And then you can collect some puzzle pieces or rather uh, letters on blocks to complete a word puzzle. And I have to say, my big takeaway from this was how well Chrissy was doing. Yes, she was was the first one to get that bucket low. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, she was. She it's like the the growth, the journey, the the arc that she's had from the first challenge to dying. Like on the verge of Defib death. death. (laughs) Defib dead (laughs) to like the it's not even just, you know, figuring it out, being calm, like the serious demeanor her game face on she wants to win this and it's really really cool to see Mm -hmm. and unfortunately she doesn't (laughs) no she doesn't (laughs) she everybody's struggling with the word puzzle but in the end josh wins the words are safe from the vote tonight this reminds me of a challenge i did and i got really excited the one you won yeah, one that I won where it was a word puzzle. You had to come up with a phrase. And I think my phrase was, don't make this next vote your last. Yes. And safe from I, I just, I love this. Josh wins immunity. And back at camp, Josh and Chrissy are talking about the deal he's made with Jordy, which is basically a final three deal, right? And Chrissy's sort of on board with getting rid of Mark's idol, but not necessarily on board with getting rid of mark and i think chrissy really wants to get rid of jordy right she doesn't like the idea of having to be in an alliance where she relies on jordy because he's so chaotic and unpredictable and then juicy is team get rid of jordy instead of get rid of mark yeah with the two idols like juicy just you never know what his trajectory is yeah so we have josh's plan unfold here which is that Juicy, KJ, Shay, and Jordy all vote for Mark. And he wants Mark to play his idol, in which case he would be safe. And then Josh and Chrissy can vote for whoever they want, right? So it leaves them free to make the decision. They could either take out Juicy or they could take out Jordy. And Josh wants to take out Juicy, kind of like gives him two options still moving forward. He can continue to work with Mark or he can take this final three deal with Jordy. So it's kind of best case scenario. And Chrissy wants Jordy gone. So they're a little bit like at odds, but on the same page, but at odds, I think. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Shay has damage control to do with KJ. Shay tells KJ that if they can just stick together for the next two votes, they can take out Mark and Juicy, after which Josh and Jordy can just attack each other. And then the women can rise to the top. And KJ, I think this is like, a pretty persuasive argument for KJ because it's exactly what she wants. And it's kind of like, it doesn't matter what order the men go in, they are going to go and here's how that's going to happen. And I think it's a pretty good pitch from Shay. So we have two potential plans here. Either the non-spa goers led by Dave are going to take out Jordy or the spa alliance are going to target Mark with Juicy as collateral. 
and Mark can feel that the spa crew is up to something and he goes to Shay and asks if he should play his idol just to kind of read her expression. And wow, does she not handle this well? (laughs) She's stumbling (laughs) over her words. She's not looking him in the eye. And then eventually she says, yeah, I'd play it. (laughs) (laughs) She really does not know how to be... I, I, I don't want to say interrogated by Mark because he is a very strong force and could make anybody very intimidated. But I, I can't think of any real situation where she's asked for her opinion and where she doesn't get flustered or have a plan of what to say beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> um, But Mark knows something's up. Now, I'm curious. I, I would love to ask Mark after this is all said and done. Was this kind of a catalyst for his main focus being juicy? Just, you know, knowing that a lot of people were against him, it would be less likely to get out Jordy. Or is it more of, you know, Sam's thinking from the very beginning of when talking about Khan's idol, she was always saying you don't want a variable that's unknown. You would rather have, you don't want something that's out of your control. Like Khan's idol, it could be helpful, but... It's still an unknown. And Juicy, as we saw last episode, has now flipped to the Jordy train, getting him out after being with Jordy. And he is such an unknown variable. He's all over the place. He's not steady. And so I'm curious if Mark felt that was the safer bet to gun for Juicy or the best call to gun for Juicy. Mm. Yeah, I think both. I, I I think it doesn't really matter, and I I think Juicy was the right call, but I'm just curious his his main intention there. Yeah, that's all. Well, I think there's also an aspect of like where which way is the wind blowing? Because I think Mark could easily feel like he's losing control at this point, especially given that Josh has gone on the spa day. He's our you know Josh just sent home Sam. Josh comes with Chrissy. Now they've had a chance to regroup. You know, it's totally possible that Mark just doesn't have a shot here. And so, oh, there's some, I'm hearing there's some votes that might go on Juicy or that Juicy's a little bit of a target. I'm Mm -hmm. going that way. I'm not going to try to make some kind of big move right now. It's time to lay back, go with the flow and hope it works out. Now we do get something interesting where Mark in a confessional says he's trying to decide if he should skip playing the idol or just use it to guarantee or skip playing the idol one of these votes to guarantee himself in the final four Mm -hmm. if he's correct in his assumption of it being safe enough not to use but Sam said in our interview they had made a rule if you don't have immunity you play the idol so that never really was up for debate based on their plan so it's just kind of this funny confessional that's making us wonder oh my god is he not going to use it and get voted out what's going to happen yeah i mean it's tricky because i feel like when you if you're actually in that situation you have the idol you don't have immunity i mean you have to be weighing the option right Mm -hmm. you have to be looking at the lay of the land and being like do I really need to play this right now? I get that I made this rule. I get that it makes sense. I get that if I have an idol, I'll be pissed off if I leave with it in my pocket. But do I need to? So I do think it's a genuine like weighing of the options. But I mean, ultimately, he is going to play it. And that is in line with the plan. 
So let's go to Tribal. There's a lot of talk about the spa reward at Tribal. And David calls out Jordy as the manipulator of the situation, which I was glad that that got actually aired out in public, including in front of the jury. And Jordy manages to somehow take that. It's like the question is asked, well, are, were you throwing Shay under the bus? And then Jordy's like, well, Mark's a big threat. He manages to spin the whole thing quite expertly, I must say, into being a f- focused on Mark's threat level in the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, it is time to vote. And of course, Jonathan comes back and asks if anybody has an idol to play. And Mark finally plays an idol. After all these weeks, we finally get one of the idols played. And we have a tie. We have three votes nullified for Mark. He had the majority of votes. He would have gone home. So it was a good decision for him to play it. I don't know if it was Shay's stumbling answer back at camp that tipped him off or what, but of course uh, he did need to play that. And so we have a tie of two votes on Jordy, two votes on Juicy Dave. And on the re-vote, Dave is voted out. And what's so strange here is KJ decides to vote for Jordy. Mm. <laughs> Very odd. Very odd. But maybe not so odd if after the spa day, you know, she already had her plan in place of trying to vote out Mark because of the idol. She knew she needed to do that. But maybe they were strong enough with, you know, look what Jordy's doing. Jordy's getting Shay away from you. He's convincing Shay to take him on the reward. You're safe with us. And, you know, she even says to Jordy after this vote, when Jordy is safe, does not go home, Juicy goes home instead, that, oh, I thought you were where the votes was going. I was going with the votes. And yet Mark votes not for Jordy, but for Juicy, which probably caught KJ very off guard mm. and just made look KJ... Or, and just made KJ kind of look silly for being the only, like the flipper on the Purgatory yeah. three. So, but I think KJ made the right move. It's just uh, Mark did not make KJ privy to the fact that Juicy was his main target. If there was a tie, I was really surprised that they didn't take this opportunity to get rid of Jordy because it seemed really risky to me. Because of course. Jordy has been a challenge threat. There's no mm-hmm. saying that he won't win immunity in the next round. Of course, they feel like they have Josh who can beat him in any scenario, but that's not accurate. You know, Jordy has won immunities and multiple, and it seemed really risky to me. I know that Dave is kind of a loose cannon and just will change course at any given moment, but... Jordy has been held up as such a big threat for so long. Do you think that this was a mistake? I don't. I really don't. Because I would rather go into a situation where maybe I don't have the votes for who I want to go home the next round, but I at least know where the votes are going to lie. Mm. With Jordy, I know he wants me gone if I'm Mark. There's no questioning that. It's going to happen every week. It's going to be consistent. That's just how it is. With Juicy... I don't know where his vote is. Is it going to be for Jordy? Is it going to be for me? Is it going to be for Shay? You never know. And I would rather have the unknown variable, Juicy, just be gone. But doesn't that also mean that then you have an opportunity to gain 
uh, to gain Juicy's vote. I mean, if you're if you're good enough, if you're persuasive enough, then it means that you're moving forward either with Jordy, whose vote you're never going to gain, or Juicy's, whose vote you could gain. Now, it's ironic that I asked this question because ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, Jordy's going to stay and he's going to vote on based on in the next episode based on a plan he pitches to Mark. So I know. <laughs> it's actually the opposite happens. But, but yeah. in that moment, I just felt like you have worked with Juicy. You know, if if you're Josh and Chrissy and Mark, I mean, you have worked with Juicy. You you could persuade him. I think there's an option there. He's movable. Where at this moment, I feel Jordy is not movable. Where we've seen multiple occasions where Sam has said, "Let's work together." Jordy said, "Absolutely not." Well, okay. Let me fr- think about it like this: If Juicy stay, if I mark and Juicy stays in the game, Jordy goes. Who are people going to try and band together to get rid of? Josh or Mark. They're not going to be banding together to get rid of Juicy. They're going to they be could. focused on Josh or Mark. Right. I, well, I, I think I would be more focused on those two big threats. The physical And so by threats. getting rid of a lesser threat like Juicy, people, you have a very valid argument of like, we have to get Jordy out. He's going to win. This is like, it has to be. As opposed to, we don't really trust Juicy. Let's try and get him out. And people being like, but you're the bigger threat. Right. I think this really was the best move Mark keeping Jordy, who is public enemy number one or two, depending on what, even if you're with Jordy, you know Jordy needs to go. And so having Jordy as a shield in the game, I think is better for Mark's game than Juicy. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Because keeping Jordy in another round, it does risk him winning immunity, but it also raises his threat level to the point where maybe more people are on board to vote him out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, luckily that's going to play out right now. So let's go to episode <laughs> 22 where Jordy is positively giddy about being safe and working with Josh, but he's also got a bone to pick with KJ who tried to blindside him in that revote. And he pulls her aside and KJ says that she was just trying to go with what she thought was the majority. And Jordy's basically saying that he needs to watch out for KJ and Mark, and he's going to continue to push on everyone that Mark has a second idol and that they need to play the next round of this game very carefully. Yep. And this is where we also hear that that second idol has a name. She's called the ghost of Jesse, honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She got a calling card. Yeah. The ghost <laughs> of Jesse. I don't mind it. It could be catchier. Yeah. It doesn't have the ring to it of like. It doesn't have a good ring. I love the the sentiment. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of a better one in the moment. If anybody I, I was has trying ideas to think of one of like, let's fly. rename the hidden immunity idol from the ghost of Jesse to something else. What can we call it? Because the first one was the general. The general. That was okay. I didn't mind that. that. It's cute. But here's the thing, like, we are trying to come up with a name on the fly. They are on day 43. Mark, you have plenty of fucking time to come up with a better name than Ghost of Jesse. <laughs> yeah, it's missing, it's missing humor. Okay, this is also where we get 
Chrissy's winter edit because it's day 43 and Chrissy is marveling at her progress in the game. She's loving living in the wild. She finally explicitly says that Josh is her number one. Like We've heard mm-hmm. this. We've sort of seen this play out. We've heard it off the show many times, but I think this is the first time in the show where she says, Josh is my number one. Mark is my number two. So we're getting strategy. We're getting personal growth. And she recognizes that she has a great social game and that's her biggest asset. And she says, I'm still here. Why the hell would I change the way that I'm playing? Yeah. And I mean, this doesn't really have to do with her alliance, but the entirety of the remaining members of this show are all original blue tribe. All of them. Yeah. All five. Wild. And so, like, she knows these people. Like, she knows exactly where she stands with them. There's no question of, like, oh, you know, they still were on the other side. They were close the first half of the game. It's she knows exactly where she stands with these folks from day one. And she has never been the target. Nope. It's very impressive. I think she's actually played a very impressive game. I, I mean, I texted you during this episode saying I thought that this was the episode she was going to be a target. I thought she was going home this episode. Because her edit was too good. We were yeah. getting too much story, too much growth. She, Her saying, love it, about living here on the in the dirt. And uh, she didn't even like the dirt. She didn't like the water. She didn't like the bugs. I, she didn't like I anything. And now she's thriving. Look at her. She's her got this fake blonde tan. hair. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was really concerned for her because she was saying how great a position she's in. We were getting such a winner edit. Um, but then what we see at the immunity challenge where she helps Josh, I was like, shit, they're getting rid of her. They're getting rid of her. Yeah. They're showing how like close they are. Farewell. About- farewell to Chrissy. Ooh, but it was not. I did. I really did. It turns out it might be Chrissy's winner montage. How's everybody getting a damn winner montage? Wow. <laughs> I don't know. who. I really don't know which direction this is going to go. Mark got one and Isn't Chrissy got one. Not everybody got one. Not everybody has that. I know, but Shay kind of got one during the purgatory. She got a little moment true, that I was like, oh, Shay might be going, she might be winning. <laughs> she did. She did. Okay. Well, Mark is trying to suss out where Josh is falling in all of this. And he's seeing him as a dangerous player, being both a challenge threat and having flipped on Sammy. But he wants to focus on beating Jordy right now at immunity and getting him out once and for all. Jordy is running through his resume. Maybe this is like what we thought was his winner edit. He's talking about how he worked as part of the majority. He tried to make a big move, but his brother went home and then he found himself at the bottom and clawed his way up from there, even getting voted out and coming back and then taking Sam out in the process of all of that. And I felt like he was definitely prepping a convincing final tribal argument. I mean, like, Of course, some of the moves that he planned didn't work out. Of course, he got voted out, but that's the game. He came back. And like to me, he's always had an impressive final tribal argument, especially to the jury that this season happens to have. So I thought this was like, yeah, I guess we do have a. I guess one more person is getting a winner edit in this episode, but it's actually Mm -mm. a farewell edit. No, I'm going to argue with you. So here. So I thought Chrissy was going home until I heard that moment. When Jordy starts going through his entire resume to us in a confessional, that was the exact moment I said Jordy's going home this episode. Hmm. Because I was like, 
this is a final tribal council speech. This is it right here. And the fact that they're playing it right here and they're showing us it right here means we ain't going to hear it at Final Tribal Council. <laughs> they wouldn't play it twice. They wouldn't show us all the perfect speech of your entire story right. arc, your entire resume, as they say there. Uh-huh. The fact that we heard his whole resume in this episode, I was like, oh, okay, so Jordy's going home because he's not making it to Final Tribal to say that cute speech. Okay. I didn't think about that, but that is a very convincing argument. <laughs> I accept it. Look, I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. Unlike some of That's us. R- uh-huh. okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's go to the immunity challenge, which there's a lot on the line here. And they're going through an obstacle course, and then they're building a vertical puzzle. They love the vertical puzzles, but Chrissy's got some questions. Vertical? <laughs> What's Vertical. Like another standout Chrissy moment. Now, but hang on a second here, because yes, it was very funny. Yes, Chrissy has given us a lot of like ditzy behavior, lots of memeable moments. But on Twitter or Instagram, somewhere on social media, Chrissy addressed the vertical question where somebody was dragging her for saying this. And she said, I have my master's in education. I teach children. Of course, I know what vertical is. I'm playing a game. And I thought that that was a very impressive thing to say for Chrissy, because imagine she gets to final tribal council and she's like, you all thought I was the dodo vote that you were all dragging along to the end. I was not a threat. And I did all of these things. I think she's got a very impressive resume. (laughs) It's going to stick. And if she is acting into the persona that they all believe her to be, that Mm. is incredible. Yep. So... Anyways, park that. <laughs> uh, but in the end, though, Chrissy's not excelling at her vertical puzzle <laughs> to the or point where she gives up. Maybe she was excelling and she didn't want people to know. Maybe. I have to, I have to question everything I hear from Chrissy now. I know. Maybe she needed Josh to be safe for number one. There could be a whole layer we don't know. You know, Chrissy called me a bastard in my DMs. <laughs> I think she called me a little shit in a voice memo. <laughs> she, because we played her voicemail on the podcast last week where she was talking about purgatory and how she still can't say pur- purgatory and that she wanted to rename it. You were shit. And we went with that, Right. And so she posted about it in her Instagram stories. And I messaged because she tagged because she tagged me. She came to me. She tagged <laughs> me in the story. And I responded like, LOL, you were shit has a much better ring to it than purgatory. And then she writes, have a good day, you bastard. <laughs> and in that moment, I was like, wait, does Chrissy realize that like i'm the one on the podcast and that she tagged me in this story or does she think i'm a troll who just called her shit and and i don't know if it's like have a good day you bastard lol or like have a good day bastard no it's lol (laughs) however uh, you know chrissy loves us she loves us and sometimes she gets confused about who we are Mm. i'm gonna say it 
She thinks I'm Johnny uh, Fairplay. She thinks I... <laughs> what did she call me? Ricky boy? She called me... Yeah, Ricky boy. She, she called me Ricky boy, but then she also thinks I told a story about uh, my grandma dying. And yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I tweeted this week after the season 42 episode where we saw Swathi's final words talking about how Boston Rob was fourth voted out in his season and then went on to win All-Stars, both of which are not true. Mm-hmm. And I tweeted that Swathi must have gone to the Chrissy Zarimba School of Survivor History <laughs> because <laughs> she thinks you're Johnny Fairplay. She thinks Tribal Council's <laughs> Tribunal. All of that to say... I'm obsessed with Chrissy. I love everything about her. And if she wants to call me a bastard, I don't care if it's friendly or not friendly. She can call me a bastard anytime she wants. I'm just glad she has her Instagram account back, which got hacked by Bitcoin scammers. (laughs) I thought it was pretty... I mean, obviously, I knew it was, like, hacked. However, the effort they now go through, it's not even just, like, a robot. They superimposed her name onto an image yeah they doctored photos i was like oh this is a little more intense than a normal <laughs> like hey you can get these ray-bans for 20 dollars." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow what a tangent i typically would yes. never share something that a survivor put in my dms but chrissy called me a bastard and i think that people need to know that <laughs> <laughs> typically my dms are a safe space but chrissy Forgive me for my sins this time. (laughs) Okay. Well, Chrissy steps away from her puzzle. She stops working on it and instead helps Josh by eyeing Jordy's progress on his puzzle and then pointing out which pieces Josh needs to put into his puzzle in order to win. And of course, Josh wins immunity with the help of Chrissy. He should have given that idol to Chrissy, but (laughs) he didn't. But I thought this was really interesting, this really, really public display of working with Josh on his puzzle specifically to beat everybody else, especially with Mark there, because it felt like Mark needed immunity. If they're a three-person alliance, it felt Mm -hmm. like Mark needed immunity the most out of the three of them, but she was keeping her eye out for Josh, so... I thought it was like very, very bold. Surprisingly, no repercussions for Chrissy here. She seems to be able to get away with everything. And yeah, I just thought that it was a very impressive play. Yeah. And Mark even says at one point, we didn't even need to hear this, but Mark says it's fine because they're in alliance together. So mm-hmm. it's fine that she was helping him. And I I still would be cross mm-hmm. about this. Oh, I'd be pissed. Yeah. 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 I don't care if you're in alliance. You don't just pick and choose which one you're going to help. Yeah. I mean, Mark no. was on the total opposite end in terms of. I like, don't care. She could have run over there. She could have run over there. That is true. That's true. She got long legs. That's true. Yeah. It, it, long, it was hairy legs. Choice. It was a bold. It was a bold <laughs> choice from Chrissy. And anyways, it worked out for all of them. So. <laughs> So let's go back to camp where we've got some strategizing to do. Mark's feeling confident that Josh and Chrissy are going to help him take out Jordy tonight. And Josh basically has two options because he's been sitting in the middle of Mark and Jordy for a few weeks now or a few rounds now. He has his top three deal with Jordy, 
or he's got sticking with Mark and Chrissy. And Jordy's pitching that Mark is the only option tonight. He wants the Purgatory 3 plus Josh to put four votes on Mark. And Mark knows he's a target, but doesn't want to have to play his idol if he can get away with it. And if he can get KJ to flip on the Purgatory Alliance and load up four votes on Jordy, then that could work out for him. Of course, this also hinges on Josh voting for Jordy too. So really, Josh is placed in the middle here. Unfortunately, like I feel like we we actually don't, if I'm not mistaken, we don't get a confessional from KJ. And that really bothers me that we didn't get her point of view on this vote because mm-hmm. we're seeing Josh as in the middle of all of this and so integral to the numbers when KJ is just as integral because Mark has pitched to her that, yeah. that they can take out Jordy together if she wants to flip on him and is still has bitter feelings about the spa day and everything else. Uh, so, and it was big enough of a deal that Mark got an entire confessional talking about how KJ could be the way that he doesn't have to play his idol. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we get a whole confessional about this and hear nothing from KJ? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's frustrating. And that's like, that's an argument against KJ winning the game is solely based on that edit, right? And it's similar to when she had that advantage that sent home three people from tribal council. And then in the next episode, Jordy's taking credit for it in his confessional. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think if KJ was winning, we'd be hearing her point of view on these these plays. Yeah. So Josh tells Jordy, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I have to weigh my options. And I think that sends Jordy into a little bit of a tailspin because that's a clear signal that Josh isn't on board with Jordy and yep. that he's not wanting to deceive him in this moment, or maybe he feels he can't deceive him. It's interesting because like the, the top three deal that he has with Jordy doesn't include Chrissy who we know is Josh number one. And the only reason Josh has that immunity necklace around his neck right now is because of Chrissy. And I feel like maybe that was a mistake in Jordy's plan is not including Chrissy in any of this. If he didn't read how close she actually was with Josh or he's just not valuing that. Uh, I think, I wonder if Jordy could have been more successful if he, he took Chrissy more into account. He even sort of like, lets he sort of gives josh the orders like well you know he leaves it to josh to pull in chrissy where i I don't see jordy trying to make that relationship with chrissy himself yeah and we we consistently hear josh throughout the last like three episodes say and chrissy's not chrissy's name either right Mm -hmm. not chrissy and he always brings up chrissy in every single deal it's not even just an insinuated thing or let me hope that if i have safety i can keep uh chrissy safe as well it is a very clear this is important you're not getting shit from me without chrissy coming along as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. and so we do see jordy actually go to chrissy but it feels like if you're only going to somebody we've talked about this before if you're only going to somebody when you need them that's you're not building a genuine relationship Right. I and know it. You know it better I than I know anyone. it. And so Jordy's <laughs> talking to Chrissy and he's pitching that, well, they need to get rid of Mark. And Chrissy says to him, how in God's name are you targeting Mark if you believe he has a second idol? Which is a great question. It's a great question because we've seen again and again and again, Jordy's plan is target Mark or and Sam when she was in the game. And if they play their idol, I go home. Well, that's not a good idea. That's not a good plan. 
<laughs> yeah. It's not a good plan. So Christy's right to call this out here, I think. And I I feel like, once again, she's reading the room. She's reading the situation. Of course, she's wrong about trusting Mark about his second idol. But it's not like it's to her detriment, necessarily. But in terms of reading the relationships and reading the motives of everybody, I think she's pretty on point. Yeah. And she, and she's still realistic and thinking like, you know, even though I don't at the end of the day think that the idol is a real thing, it's still on her mind. Mm-hmm. She hasn't fully pushed it away. She's just like, well, you know, let me keep that in the back of my mind. Let me not do something that would put me in danger. Not that I can think of a situation where she would have been put in danger by not paying attention to the idol. But, you know, she still thinks about it as a possibility. She even says a tribal Every day she goes back and forth, and that day just happens to be one where she doesn't think he has an idol. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So this puts Jordy in an interesting situation because Josh has basically told him, I'm not sure. Chrissy, clearly not sure. They come as a pair. Jordy's also seeing, has seen KJ flip and probably is seeing KJ have conversations with Mark. So in a last ditch effort, I guess, he goes to talk to Mark and he tells him, look, you can avoid using the idol. I'm willing to work with you now. And if we vote for Shay, we can both be through the next round and see what happens. And Mark is kind of like, well, I don't understand. Why would you not want me to play the idol? It's not, it doesn't seem genuine, right? There's, there's nothing in Jordy's past. His track record does not show that he has any reason to let Mark get through this round with an idol. And Mm -hmm. it's really, this is fascinating because what I thought was a throwaway scene is actually the plan Jordy ends up going with. Jordy votes for Shay. I know. And it's wild to me to not get any more input on that. Yeah. Any more scrambling, any more confessionals from Jordy. It's just like, this is his actual pitch, and you would never even have remembered the scene. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and who else did he talk to about voting out Shay? Did he talk to KJ? Did he talk to Chrissy? I mean, Chrissy was mad at Shay for not taking her on the spa day. Like, that would be an interesting pitch instead of pitching mm-hmm. Mark, who's like a close ally and she doesn't believe this story about the second idol. It would be interesting to see Jordy pitch Shay to Chrissy. Presumably, he would have pitched it to, I mean, if he's feeling Josh isn't on board to take out Mark or hit Mark's idol, then he could say, okay, well, how about Shay? Like, let's, let's go something a little softer maybe that'll make you comfortable we can all work together they must have had those conversations and i would have loved to have seen them because ultimately it's how jordy goes out so yeah let's go to tribal council i was nervous i will tell you that i was nervous because i felt like chrissy's body language was bad and maybe to give her credit Maybe she was trying to encourage Mark to play an idol if he had one because she was facing away from Mark. She was like crouched into herself, almost in fetal position, like, you know, hand on her uh, chin on her hand, elbow on her knee, like all scrunched up and literally not looking at Mark. And it made me really nervous because I thought, oh, oh, Chrissy and Josh have flipped on Mark here. Um, And so... Then Josh is talking about 
whether he's going to go with Jordy or with Mark. So it's really pitched as this. It's one or the other here. And Jordy says to Mark, sorry, mate, you got close. And Jordy's really playing up this idea that he has convinced Josh and Chrissy to come over. It's over for Mark. Mark doesn't stand a chance. And I guess in the moment, I really believed that Jordy's confidence was founded. Just based on everything else, based on how Josh was talking about the vote, based on Chrissy's body language, I really thought Jordy had it here. How wrong I was. Yeah. Well, what's funny, um, I, I felt pretty similarly. I didn't think he had it, but I thought he had a little bit more confidence than Shannon Gus thought. Shannon saw this moment as, oh, Jordy was done. This was him just ending it with positivity and laughter and making jokes because he had he had nothing left and he just went to end on a light note. And I was like, I did not get that at all. Mm. But that is the only way she read that scene. <laughs> and so I, I found it interesting because I was just like, oh, I I don't really maybe I wasn't even paying attention to what I felt was actually about to happen. I, I just I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess in retrospect, I could see that read of it. And maybe that was true. I haven't listened to any exit interviews with Jordy yet. So that's possible. It's possible that he just wanted to go out with a bang. But yeah. I also feel like there must have been something to his plan to not even if if he knew that the plan of voting out Shay wasn't going to go forward. Why not as a last ditch effort, just throw one vote at Mark? Unless, well, maybe there's more to the Shea thing than we realize, yeah. and this was his way of playing up to the the rest of tribal that, oh, it's Mark, it's Mark, it's Mark, but secretly, we all know it's Shay, mm. right? Chrissy, you agreed to Shay? KJ, you agreed to Shay? Mark, you do? Okay, I'm going to continue with my fake little story mm. that it's Mark, mm. so that Shay doesn't get nervous. Not that it would matter, because Shay don't have no idol, mm -hmm. but- Maybe I could see that as like a another scenario here. Speaking of idols, I was kind of surprised that there was no new idol introduced for this final like round of idols, right? Because one went home, typically then they're rehidden. And I feel like there's been so much focus on these idols and they stayed a secret or stayed unused for so long that... The show wants idols to be played. They love that to happen. And so I'm just surprised that after Mark used his idol in the last round that they didn't rehide an idol. And I I really thought like, oh, Jordy's going to go looking and he's going to find an idol. That's what I thought was going mm. to happen. But maybe there's some aspect here. Maybe people did look. And maybe there's some aspect if, if the read is that Jordy is playing it up to hide the Shavo, it's in case Shay found an idol. I mean, she's found two. True. She clearly knows how to look. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So who, yeah, maybe. There's like, so I, many I, ways like, that this vote can go. I, th I just found this vote so, so interesting where it could be Mark, it could be Jordy, it could be Shay. And yeah. all of them <clears throat> have merit. I think they're all good moves. Now, the there's uh, everything... 
was a potential good move except for the ghost of Jesse. <laughs> yeah, so after the tribe votes, Jonathan asks once again, does anybody have a hidden immunity idol? And Mark pulls the secret <laughs> second idol out of his jacket. and His jacket that he made, honey. Mm, New mm. York Fashion do Week. We need to talk about that? Yes, we do. Real quick. <laughs> Tell the people. <laughs> so I didn't know this. I mean, I knew that Mark was like a seamstress. I knew I knew that Mark was a designer of some kind. Um, but I didn't really know any of the details. I just knew that like before he went out onto season two, yes, he had been in the military, but he also was it like studying design or something. I just heard that on a podcast, really thought nothing of it. But then I found out on Instagram that the maker of his jacket, his famous leather jacket at Tribal, is a company called Kill Capture. And I'm on their page and I'm like, wow, they've they've sure got a lot of Mark content on here. And all these <laughs> posts about Mark, they're written from the perspective of Mark. And then I found one buried deep that was like, Mark Wales, co-founder of Kill Capture. So... <laughs> That he's outfitting himself out there, and I have to respect it. So, yeah, the Kill Capture jacket. We don't have a promo code. Uh, (laughs) Oh, we should ask him for a promo code. should ask him to sponsor the podcast, you know, with one episode left. (laughs) Perfect. I'll take it. (laughs) New sponsor Uh, alert. It's a beautiful jacket. Um, (laughs) He pulls out of his Kill Capture jacket. The ghost of Jesse, we see Sam shaking her head in this moment. And this is something we talked to Sam about. If you have not listened to our Sam interview, you need to go listen. She was so incredible, so eloquent, spoke so well about the gameplay this season, but also more broadly about the portrayal of women in Survivor and particularly Australian Survivor was so good. But she clarified for us. She did not shake her head in this moment that actually she was refusing to send signals to Mark from the jury. She said she had a stone cold face and that she only shook her head after Mark gave his speech, which he gave a speech to Jonathan about how this is the ghost of Jesse and we are going to use it to, you know, save myself and the rest of the votes are going to take Jordy out. Which that's the most important part because he is saying majority of votes will be on me. The runoff votes are what's going to take out Jordy. So this idol is the, what's that thing in Buffy? The stake to his heart. (laughs) This is the weapon that's going to take him out. All for it to crash and burn and not be the case because not a damn vote went to Mark. Yeah, yeah. It was really rough. It's, It's a shame because... So all the votes were on Jordy, except for Jordy's, which was on Shay. And so obviously nobody trusted Jordy about this Shay idea. Fair enough. But I'm just kind of surprised that Mark didn't read that all the other votes were going on Jordy. Yeah. Or that he didn't trust that they were. I I completely 100% get it. I get that he would want to play the idol far better to waste an idol, quote unquote, waste an idol in this situation than get sent home with it in your pocket because you wanted guaranteed final four. I totally get that. But 
the whole speech may be unnecessary <laughs> because now he looks like a dodo. Yeah. Because there were no votes on him. It didn't even negate one vote. Not a vote. I would love to be a fly on the wall. Actually, flies are disgusting. I would just love to know why Shay and KJ did not vote for Mark. Like, I would just love to know why not at least try. Well, obviously, because Mark had that conversation with KJ. KJ mended fences with Shay. I think there's still the potential of the girls working together. And I think that was just all left out of the show. And it's so, so unfortunate because once again, mm-hmm. KJ's playing a really important role in this game and we're not seeing it. It's frustrating. Yeah. I'm I'm really frustrated by it because it's just like taking away all the agency of these strong women in the game. And Shay has played or KJ has played such an incredible game, I think, if you just look at it on paper and then you watch the show and it's like, where is it? And this is such a pivotal vote. I think there was more than enough time to get all of their perspectives on it, especially with, you know, the hero of their season going home. You would think we might be able to get some insight into how that happened. Yeah, it's frustrating. But Mark may have wasted an idol, but he is safe to slay another day. And... (laughs) And we have a final five here. We have Shay and KJ and Mark and Josh and Chrissy, and they are going to the finals week. It's like a sporting event, and I truly have no idea what's going to happen. If if you had to make me, if you forced me to make a winner pick prediction i would of course go with mark based on the edit but the edit has clearly led me astray more than once this season so i really don't know i would say that the top picks for a winner right now are mark and chrissy what do you think i just i honestly don't even know how to feel i don't i don't know what's going to come next because chrissy so clearly is josh's number one and so it really all the power is with shay and uh, KJ, all the power. Are they going to go with Josh, who has one, two immunities? Mm-hmm. Or are they going to go with um, with Mark, who's won two immunities? Who are they going to see as the bigger threat? Who's going to be the bigger dog to take out first? Like it's it's one hundred percent in their control. It seems to be the swing votes, and we just have no we have no idea. I guess we could assume that Shay might go with Mark. Maybe they have a decent relationship, but I don't even I don't even know. Yeah. And so winner wise, I think I think if Mark's in final three, he wins. I could see a world where Mark and Chrissy in the final three, Chrissy wins and Mark hits second. Huh. Because of the animosity that built around Sam. Um No, not not necessarily animosity, but just like not being able to see the big moves. Mm. And I now unfortunately I can't I can't think of huge moves on Chrissy's end that uh she could say, oh, that was my move. You know, that was mine. What she gets to say is, look, I was always on the right side of the votes, except for when my partner went out of the game, which is a reasonable one to not be involved in. I had great relationships. I've been in here from the very beginning. I didn't win any immunity idols 
or any immunity necklaces and still I was safe the entire time. I didn't need an idol to stay in the game and I was safe. Mark needed immunities. He needed idols. He made this speech that he knew exactly the pulse of the game and it was a flop. You know, I could see people just preferring Chrissy over Mark, even though I think Mark has put more... I don't want to say more effort, but he had to navigate certain obstacles that Chrissy did not. Mm. I, I I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I think could, I could jury, just see it either way. I think though. the jury in this case is very, very important to look at because they're a very specific type of jury. They I don't know that I would call them bitter, but I think that they're very heavily influenced by a social game just based on the reactions, right? And keep in mind that a lot of these people are not Survivor fans, right? It's the blood versus water Mm -hmm. effect where one of them really wanted to play and the other was dragged into it. And I would have to do sort of like a breakdown analysis on who's who in that scenario on the jury. But some may value their personal relationships with someone far greater than they would value moves made in the game and how great of a strategic game you played versus how did you treat people? Yeah. So, well, here's the thing. So we have Khan, Mel, Michelle, Sam, Jordy, Jesse, Jordan. So like, if I'm just thinking mm-hmm. about Mark and Chrissy being in a final three, I know there's other people that are in the final three or another person, but let's just go with that. I think Chrissy gets Khan's vote for sure. I think she gets the twins. Um, I think she gets Jordy and Jesse because they're going to be pissed off at Mark about the idol, about that speech, about getting out Jesse the way they did. And Jordan is still bitter at Sam. So probably bitter at Mark. I I could just see them. I could see Chrissy getting all those votes. I don't know if Jordy and Jesse wouldn't vote for Mark. They might respect maybe. it. Maybe, maybe. Like Jordy but it's left still on not a very sure. good note. And he was very, like, there's that sportsmanship to it that I think yeah. he could say, you got me. Yeah, I, I could see it. I, I think the big, I think what I'm saying is it's not a for sure. Yeah. There's not like, oh, you are getting that vote. It's yeah. maybe. If you make a good enough speech, maybe. But I think Chrissy has some solids. Like Khan, Khan's voting for Chrissy. In mm. my opinion. 100%. That speech where she's like, I don't even need to look at him to, for him to know that he's my person. But then she still does and he starts crying. Like, I think they have, yeah. there are just some special, special bonds there. Yeah. And we also, Anywho, like... Sam talked to us about the plan to go to the jury in order to influence the jury should one of the couple get to the final tribal council. So also not sure how that plays into it. I suspect that, I mean, we saw in her jury villa, her sort of reconcile with Jesse. We know now they're very good friends. So has that worked? Has she been able to reconcile with Jesse and others? Has she been able to influence them in terms of like, here's the moves you didn't see. Here's what we've been up to. And has that been planting seeds that have grown into respect for Mark's game? And have others? If she had put in that work, that speech probably ruined a lot of it. 
It made him look like he doesn't know yeah. where he is. He doesn't know where the votes are, and he was being a bitter Betty, which I don't think he was being, but I could see the jury easily seeing any move as like, oh, he don't know what's going on. I, I think that, I, I don't know. It's just it's just a little tricky, and then, that speech. And obviously, Sam making that face, being pissed off at Mark, <laughs> like, yeah. she knew that was a big deal, what he did. Yeah. But she can tell them. She, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but of the final five, I'm racking my brain. Is Sam the only partner of a final five contestant on the jury? No, Jordan. Jordan. Jordan has Josh. So, you know, they're they're making their own pitches for each other. And I think Jordan could be very convincing about Josh. I think this group seemed to really like Jordan and Josh. So, yeah, it'll be really interesting to watch play out. I'm very excited. I think that it's been a really fun season. And, you know, there's been complaints that it's boring. We've talked about when you get those boring episodes, but it's kind of like with Australian Survivor, you get multi. It's like, OK, you got one boring episode, but there's another one tomorrow night. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah so yeah. looking forward to it we do have a voicemail i want to get to before we wrap up uh it is drop your buffs first voicemail ever from india Ooh. all the way from india uh okay let's take a listen to that hello sean and ricard this is noor from india and I've really enjoyed listening to your podcast recapping Australian Survivor. I had a question for you regarding this last episode from Monday night with the Jordy vote out. Um, I was wondering, what do you think of Mark's display with playing the idol, you know, sort of saying like, yeah, this idol's traveled a lot it, and basically owning up to the fact that it was taken from Jesse and you know, prophesizing that this is going to be the one that cancels out my votes and knocks Jordy out. And like for that to not come true, does that make him look like a dodo to the jury or even just braggadocious? How do you think that comes across? Also, bonus question, what is Chrissy's path to the win? Because I think we all need to see that. Uh, Love you and love the pod. Okay, Noor, first of all, again, our first voice memo ever from india we have had a voice memo from kenya and from india this season and from australia this is an international podcast that's right we're gone global we need to go on tour now i screwed this up a bit because i knew i had this voice memo and we discussed everything (laughs) that's in it but there is something more that i want to talk about besides mark playing the idol and that's chrissy's path to the end i know we touched on it a little bit but how does she actually get there? Is it, there's there's clearly that the boys go after each other. Josh and Mark go after each other, girls in the final three. That's one path. Another is that Josh takes her. Does Josh feel like Chrissy is a goat? Does Mark take her? Does everybody take Chrissy to the end? I think everybody does. Wow. I truly do. Hmm. Does KJ take Chrissy to the end? She takes Shay for sure. She takes Chris. Yeah, she doesn't want to take Mark or... Nobody wants to take Mark or Josh. 
zero people choose to take Mark or Josh over Chrissy. You're right. Which is her guaranteed file three. You're right. <laughs> like, it's just with, with that in mind. Oh, my God. Nobody chooses one of the other two. What if Chrissy wins? Now, when I'm thinking about if Mark and Jordan or if Mark and Josh are in final three, which I don't. There's no real way for that to happen. Only one of them has immunity. One of them could get immunity. And if they choose the other two people, I, I don't know. I guess here's the big part. Is it fire making? How do we get the final three in the first place? I like, really we don't hope know not. shit. I really hope not. I really hope it's a traditional vote. So if you choose one person to take with you, there's no way he chooses Josh, but I get if it's Mark who has immunity and vice versa, you would choose one of the three and three women. And then, uh, I, like, yeah, <laughs> I, you're right. I, 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 I think three. Chrissy gets to the end no matter what. Yeah, I really do. I really believe that. My heart is going pitta patta right now. It's like pitta patta, pitta patta, <laughs> water, drink some water. <laughs> we're not, we're not getting into that again. Um, it's like the one word I know I'm solid at saying, right? I don't think it's, I don't think you're that solid. I don't think you're as solid as you think. (laughs) No, no. We discussed this. We, we had somebody tell us how to say it. I know. And I, I'm great. (laughs) Okay. 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 Let's wrap this up. Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Really excited to see how this plays out. And now all of a sudden I'm convinced that Christy's winning and wow. Wow. (laughs) What a weekend this is going to be for me. I should take Monday off. Uh, but I'm not taking Monday off because on Drop Your Buffs, I am interviewing a legend of U.S. Survivor, a genuine bona fide icon, transcends Survivor as an icon. Can't say who, but I am conducting that interview on Monday. We will also be recapping the finale week of Australian Survivor early next week, plus Evan Ross Katz and I will be recapping the next episode of Survivor 42. That will come out on Thursday. So we have three episodes coming out next week. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you don't miss any of them. And of course, feel free to send us voice memos on the finale of Australian Survivor Blood versus Water and let us know what you think and let us know how you felt when Chrissy won. Um, also, please follow the new Instagram page, Drop Your Buffs Pod. Wow, good for you, Ricard. I was gonna forget. Yes, go follow at Drop Your Buffs Pod. You can send us <laughs> voice memos there. You can like our pictures. You can comment on them. If you're looking for Drop Your Buffs merch, comment blue jeans on any of the posts because people are going wild with that. Do you know about this, Ricard? Did you listen to our recap of 42? No, you didn't. No, I did not. Okay. <laughs> I don't need to listen to you more. (laughs) There's a campaign going on. There's a campaign right now. Uh, The listeners of Drop Your Buffs are commenting the blue jeans emoji on our posts as a show of support for an idea that was literally a passing comment in the podcast about should we have Drop Your Buffs merch. I don't know what Drop Your Buffs merch is. I don't know how to get it. I don't know what it would look like. I don't know what it costs me. But <laughs> but people are eager. So yeah, you feel free. Interact. I love to chat with people there. It's becoming a full-time job. <laughs> so <laughs> it's 
been fun. <laughs> okay. With that, we will wrap it up. Oh, also, no, we won't. Because you have mentioned multiple times that you ha- uh, talked to Shannon Gus this week. I listened to that. That was an excellent discussion on this week of Australian Survivor. So if you didn't get enough from this episode, go check out the international wrap up with Shannon Gus and Ricard Foyer. Really excellent. Ricard uttered my name, which means I now exist in the RHAP universe. Watch out. Okay. I know it. I know it. You're there. You're official. It's the real deal. Um, also, totally not Survivor related, but yesterday was Trans Day of Visibility. Mm-hmm. If you would like to check out my interview on E! News, just go to one of my social media pages and you'll find the link in some post that is somewhere. Uh, but my husband, Andy, who's transgender, was the main focus of this article. And I'm really, really proud of him because he's a very nervous person, very shy, very quiet. And I'm very, very happy that he got to share his journey and his thoughts on being a seahorse dad. Uh, for those who don't know, this male seahorse is the one who gives birth. So that is a little fun term used for trans masculine folks who um, give birth to their offspring and... I would love for you to show him some love and support as well as all of the trans community. And I think that's all I got. That was great. It was a great article. I really, really loved it. I really encourage people to go check that out. And we will be back very soon with more Australian Survivor. So until then, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.